0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world.
1: For those that don't yet see it coming, the human race is on the cusp of annihilating itself. And even now, how many are completely caught up in corporate media coverage of, for example, Johnny Depp's domestic drama, while they monitor their stock portfolio, their bank accounts, all of which will very soon mean exactly nothing. What will true commodities be? Whatever you can eat, drink, or shelter with. Here's a quick COVID update. And for those that haven't yet completely assembled the puzzle pieces, the entire CB19 scenario is a power structure response to biosphere collapse i.e., the planet's failing life support systems can no longer support the exploding human population. Question What should we expect from the global controllers? Are they trying to thin the herd? You decide. And while pondering that, consider the following headlines and statistics. First, this headline from multiple sources infants to be guinea pigs as remdesivir, dangerously approved by FDA without proper studies. The report states approval was based on a single trial of 53 children conducted by Gilead, three of which died. Why don't we see that on mainstream media? Does that question even deserve an answer? And this question, how many adults rolled up their sleeves and obeyed official protocols without any due diligence investigation of what the risks were? Consider this, the U.S. government's Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, that's VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, that's the acronym, is now reporting 4,113 fetal deaths following COVID-19 vaccines for the past 17 months. That doesn't sound too good, does it? But it gets far worse. Consider these shocking statistics from the European Database of Adverse Reactions. 43,898 dead. 4,190,493 injured following COVID-19 vaccines in Europe. The European database of suspected drug reaction reports is called Endura Vigilance. It's verified by the European Medicines Agency, that's the EMA. And as I just stated, they're reporting 43,898 fatalities, 4,190,493 injuries following injections of five various experimental COVID-19 injections. From the total of injuries recorded, almost half of them, that's 1,879,995, are serious injuries. The website realnotrare.com has produced another video with testimonies of people suffering COVID-19 vaccine injuries and how difficult it is for them to receive any help as their injuries are denied to be related to the COVID-19 vaccines. That's how the system works. But it's not just the system, is it? It's many within the system. Many denying their own injuries were from this injection. In fact, they have two family members, both of whom were in emergency rooms within three hours after their first injection, both in the hospital for a week. Neither one better yet, and neither one will admit the connection. It's simply too frightening for them. So they continue to deny it until this day. What sort of societies do we live in that are so willfully eyes wide shut to so many glaring crimes and threats? I'll leave it at that on this subject. Is there many sources covering what corporate media isn't disclosing on the entire C 19 scenario? Let's get back to the bottom line of biosphere collapse, which is the foundational factor fueling the insanity on countless fronts. A new NASA report completely overturns the entire official justification for atmospheric aerosol climate engineering, i.e. those jets that spray long particulate trails in skies all over the globe. Stay tuned. While climate engineering operations rage on in our skies, where's the pushback from self-proclaimed patriots in the U.S. military? I have so many times made mention of our military brothers and sisters that unless or until a significant percentage of their ranks awaken and find the courage to fully face the wider horizon, we will have no chance of changing course. They must awaken to the fact that they are being used as tools for empire, tools against their own populations, tools to carry out climate intervention operations that are wreaking havoc all over the world. But there are some With such courage, former U.S. Air Force veteran Kristen Megan Edwards is a stellar example. Take a listen to the following short audio of this Air Force veteran speaking at the podium of an awareness-raising event. Listen carefully.
0: My job in the U.S. Air Force was working in bioenvironmental engineering. So what bioenvironmental engineering is in the Air Force is equivalent to that of the OSHA and the EPA, if you're familiar with that. I want to say around 2006, I started kind of opening my eyes to how the military wasn't really what I thought it was. And people approached me knowing what I did for a living and said, have you ever heard of chemtrails? Well, I hadn't. And that sparked my interest. So I went online and I looked at chemtrails. I saw a lot of, you know, debunking, a lot of sites that were just kind of calling it a conspiracy theory. To summarize it, in an attempt to debunk this conspiracy theory as I thought it was, I didn't debunk it. It literally changed my life. One day I was going through that computer system, which if you want to look it up, it's called an Air Force Form 3952. It is the approval of hazardous materials. I was finding tons and tons of large quantities of aluminum, barium, strontium, in the forms of oxides and sulfates. One of the legal requirements in approving these is looking at what used to be called the material safety data sheet. On that sheet, it's gonna list the manufacturer. It's gonna list some maybe acquired personal protective equipment that needs to be used or some ways to mitigate the exposures. These electronic MSDSs, did not have a manufacturer name. They were very vague. They almost looked to me like somebody had made it and scanned it into the system. So I asked the question, what is this being used for? I never got an answer, so I didn't approve it. I conducted air sampling, I conducted soil sampling, and I was getting high levels of these contaminants. When I started asking the question again under a new commander, I never in my life thought I would have somebody look me in the face and tell me, I am questioning you. Is there something wrong with you? You've been looking really depressed lately. You know I can put you on a mental evaluation for up to 120 days. Who would take care of your daughter? Because I was divorced at the time. As soon as I heard that, I knew. It validated everything I ever thought. And I thought, I've spent nine years of my life trying to protect human health, and here we are, violating law after law after law. Just sitting here, instead of protecting the people, we are poisoning the people.
1: Kristen clearly took seriously her military oath to protect American citizens from all threats, foreign and domestic, even in this case, threats from within the ranks Of the U.S. Air Force. You can see Kristen Megan Edwards and other courageous U.S. military patriots, including two U.S. Air Force former generals, making their voices heard in the groundbreaking climate engineering documentary titled The Dimming, which can be viewed for free from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. And how does the U.S. military brass deal with any who dare to stand up to empire, tyranny, and criminality? Demoralization, A primary tool for the global controllers. Here's the dictionary definition of demoralization. To deprive a person or persons of spirit, courage, discipline, etc. Destroy the morals of, colon. Also, to throw a person into disorder or confusion. To bewilder. That's what the U.S. military does to those who try to tell the truth. How many more could we ask about that? Bradley Manning, for one. There are so many, and so many we have never heard of and never will. If you think the last two years were rough, buckle up. It's about to get a whole lot worse. You can quote me on that. You're listening to the weekly Global Alert News Hour. Commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. The largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations and much more. This news hour is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations throughout the U.S. Starting next week, Las Vegas, Nevada, and Phoenix, Arizona will be added to our current list of radio broadcast partners in cities around the country. This is Dane Wigginton, your host of the Bad News Broadcast. Let's press on. Power structures continue to play mass distraction and division cards. How much of that did we see last week, and how obvious are those kinds of tactics at this point? All the while they're dishing out disinformation to corporate media on a scale that can't truly be comprehended. And the same disinformation sources are orchestrating a media blackout of any and all reports that accurately cover the true extent of unfolding ecological collapse all over the world, dumbing down, distracting, and dividing populations till the moment of impact, which now draws near about ecological implosion and geoengineering operations. The climate science community claims to be telling the truth as well, don't they? But are they? No, they're not. The whole of this community continues to deny the single most destructive climate factor of all climate intervention operations. The human race has indeed painted itself into an unimaginably dark corner for so very long, accelerating toward impact the entire time. More headlines, atmospheric oxygen content dropping. That doesn't bode well, does it? But that's what happens when a single species on planet Earth decides to use the oceans for a toxic waste dump, killing the oxygen-producing organisms that our seas were once teeming with. Our seas are or were the top oxygen production source on the planet. And then there are the dead, dying, and otherwise burned out or cut down trees all over the world. The oxygen, formerly produced by Earth's forest, has been severely curtailed. The continuing collapse of Earth's ozone layer is core to the demise of both the primary oxygen producers just mentioned. Now off the chart, UV radiation from the collapsing ozone layer, UVA, B, and C, are killing plankton to trees to insects and countless other forms of life. On that note of good cheer, let's add another massive puzzle piece to the equation as mentioned at the start of this broadcast. Please listen carefully to the following report excerpts as this new NASA report completely obliterates any and all justification for the ongoing climate engineering solar radiation management insanity. I'll comment after these excerpts. The report title is NASA Simulation Suggests Some Volcanoes Might Warm Climate and Destroy Ozone Layer. From the report, the new NASA climate simulation suggests that some long duration volcanic eruptions might significantly warm Earth's climate and devastate the ozone layer that shields life from the sun's ultraviolet radiation. There's no could, no may, no might. It does destroy the ozone layer. The report continues. The results contradicts previous studies indicating that these volcanoes actually cooled the climate. The simulations indicated that the potential magnitude of the ozone layer destruction, about Two-thirds reduction over global average values, roughly the equivalent to the whole planet having an ozone thinning comparable to the severe Antarctic ozone hole. Welcome to reality. Exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for so many years. Back to the NASA study. Quote, They, the researchers, found that, globally, there was a net cooling for about two years before the warming overwhelms the cooling effect, also what GeoengineWatch.org has stated on the record for so many years. The report then states the new simulation is the most comprehensive yet done. Atmospheric aerosols reflect visible sunlight, which causes the initial cooling effect, but also absorbs infrared radiation, which warms the atmosphere aloft. In the upper troposphere and lower stratosphere, warming this region of the atmosphere allows water vapor that's normally confined near the surface to get mixed into the stratosphere, which is normally very dry. The report states they calculated a 10,000% increase in stratospheric water vapor. Water vapor is a very effective greenhouse gas and it emits infrared radiation that warms the planet's surface report continues with this, the predicted surge of water vapor into the stratosphere also helps explain the severity of ozone layer depletion. Further, atmospheric aerosols impacted the circulation of the stratosphere changes in ways that discourage ozone formation. So there you have it, bad, bad, and even more bad. Climate engineering atmospheric spraying operations are, day by day, pounding the proverbial nails into our collective coffins. Please take the time to view the five-minute video report just posted at geoengineeringwatch.org titled, Is It Game Over? New NASA Report. It's posted on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the Recent and Top Stories sections. Let's cover more climate engineering mayhem. Residents of Nebraska have been experiencing weather whiplash. While it snowed on Monday, temperatures were up into the 90s just days earlier. Northern California weather is also all over the board. In my location in the Dying Forest on the east side of Lake Shasta, after virtually a rainless winter with temperatures often near 80 degrees during the day, 60 degrees plus at night, the weather engineers are now allowing some moisture in, which is being heavily sprayed by geoengineering jet aircraft. The result? Never as much rain as predicted, and radical temperature swings. Search Engineering Winter, on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding and what it can do. These are patented processes. They've been around for many decades. You had the governments of other countries openly announcing these practices until he did horrific damage. Search Chinese scientist engineer snowstorm, and you'll find publication in Fox News, Reuters, ABC, Popular Science, when the Chinese government did a billion dollars worth of damage to Beijing by chemically nucleating cloud moisture, turning it to frozen precipitation, it comes down in various forms and shapes. And we have the paid disinformation agents at entities like the Weather Channel trying to explain away all these phenomenons and frozen material falling at temperatures often far exceeding freezing, 40 degrees, 45 degrees this is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. It's a core part of climate engineering that no one but geoengineeringwatch.org is trying to bring to light. Why not? Engineering highly toxic short term surface cooldowns to produce sensationalized media headlines is a core part of the climate engineering operations. This needs to be known by the population. These radical winter weather whiplash scenarios are not nature, it's climate engineering. And never forget the climate engineers also control the faucet, they decide when it will rain, where, how much, how toxic that rain will be. Drought, deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate engineering operations. On the subject of deluge, headline from last week, 700 homes damaged or destroyed after heavy rains hit Tanzania. Another headline, same theme from last week, record-breaking rains hit Valencia, Spain. Another headline from Spain, severe hailstorm decimates apricot crop in Spain. Again, when you Seed clouds with chemical ice nucleating elements, it causes ice formation to begin much sooner and much more aggressively than it otherwise would. Severe hailstorms are always associated with this type of seeding. Another headline again from last week, wheat crops crushed in India. Went over that again in the last broadcast. Let's recall that Australia was first droughted out, incinerated, then deluged and parallel scenarios are occurring all over the world. Food production is increasingly a casualty of such weather events. In 1969, Rockefeller medical professor Dr. Richard Day covertly revealed to an audience of pediatricians that, quote, the Illuminati plans to completely control society. Lecture notes were taken serendipitously and recorded and published by Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan with the title, quote, New Order of Barbarians. Here's an excerpt from the record. The subject was climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. Again, this is from 1969. Quote, On the one hand, you can make drought during the growing season so that nothing will grow. And on the other hand, you can make for very heavy rains during harvest season so the fields are too muddy to bring in the harvest. And indeed, one might be able to do both. One certainly can. In fact, the climate engineers can more easily accomplish creating drought also with cloud seeding even more effectively than they can create deluge. Consider that when you put too many small condensation nuclei into cloud moisture, the droplets don't combine and fall as rain, so you can migrate that moisture onward. And that's exactly what's happening in the U.S. West. When moisture is allowed to flow through, all too often we have featureless skies with nothing falling out, sometimes for days at a time. If you live in a remote location like I do, you can hear literally parades of jet aircraft going overhead. The climate engineers leave nothing alone. Nothing. And about weather warfare, for those that are still trying to convince themselves that it's just some sort of conspiracy theory, it was a, a matter of historical record, even in the 60s. Project Popeye in Vietnam, causing excessive rain over the Ho Chi Minh Trail. There's no theory. it's no speculation. There's no hypothesis. Historical record. It's been happening. President Johnson in 1962, film footage of him on film on the record again in 1962 at the start of every one of these broadcasts, which, by the way, you can find at geodringwatch.org, always posted there, every week's broadcast on YouTube. You can see at the beginning of that YouTube, Lyndon Johnson raving like a maniac in 1962 stating that we had the power to control the world's cloud layer then, and quote, he who controls the weather controls the world and the food supply, thus the populations. More on weather warfare. When farmers can no longer make a living due to the circumstances just outlined, many are forced to sell their farms. And who's been there to buy it up? Consider the following headline report from many major sources. Bill Gates is the biggest private owner of farmland in the United States. Covered that in previous broadcasts, but should that be any surprise? And about Bill Gates, what else does he know ahead of time? This headline, Bill Gates calls GMOs, genetically modified organisms, quote, perfectly healthy. That's a headline from businessinsider.com. And let's rewind to this November 2020 headline report from numerous major sources. Quote, Bill Gates' controversial genetically engineered mosquitoes come to life. Now let's add this. From last week, Florida to release billions more GMO mosquitoes, despite health and safety concerns. From that report, overlooking public health risks and deficient public data, the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services approved the release of several billion more genetically engineered mosquitoes, because I covered about two weeks ago the release of billions of mosquitoes in Florida and California. If you think this is all benevolent, I think you should do more research. From MSNBC. Bill Gates on CV-19. He stated, quote, I don't want to be a voice of doom and gloom, but the worst could still be ahead. End quote. And yes, Bill Gates would know, wouldn't he? Not that he's at the top of the power structure pyramid, because he certainly isn't. He's a prop in the play. It seems the pathogens just keep popping up all over, don't they? On that note, this headline from... MedicalExpress.com. Iraq says seven dead from Congo fever. The report states the disease is a tick borne pathogen and causes severe hemorrhaging, according to the World Health Organization. The disease has a high fatality rate of between 10 and 40 percent of all cases. In some cases, up to half are fatal. Isn't it interesting the origins of all these diseases in the case of Lyme disease and the ticks and the labs which these pathogens can be traced to if one does any diligent research, if they're willing and courageous enough? About our toxic world from UPI.com and other sources, germs floating on microplastics in ocean end up in food and water. The report states land parasites that pose a risk to human and wildlife health can hitch rides on the millions of pounds of microplastics that float between oceans, a new study shows. Microplastics can actually move germs around, and these germs end up in our water and our food. Here's a few puzzle piece points to ponder. Polymer filaments have been used to carry biologicals from aircraft dispersions to the ground. It's part of biological warfare. And let's not forget that the world's second most recognized geoengineer I've been over this on broadcast after broadcast, Dr. Ken Caldera, who now works for Bill Gates, stated on the record, an audio which geoengineeringwatch.org owns, I played in this broadcast several times, where he stated what he did for the U.S. Department of Defense was to design ways of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the population below. Lots of puzzle pieces here. Please put them together and have the courage to look at the picture. Would our government and other governments weaponize insects? Anyone remember the patent I covered in a recent broadcast for weaponized mosquitoes? Here's another report from 2019 to consider from the UK Guardian. House orders Pentagon to review if it exposed Americans to weaponized ticks. There were programs to drop weaponized ticks, the report states, and other bugs from the air, and that... Uninfected bugs were released in residential areas in the U.S. to trace how they spread. How do we know they were uninfected? It suggests that a scheme could have gone awry and led to the eruption of Lyme disease in the U.S. in the 60s. Just an accident, just like CV-19. Again, this reminder for the record. As stated in the Washington Post in 1977, as of that point in time, there were no less than 239 recorded U.S. military Biological tests conducted in airspace over innocent and unknowing U.S. populations without their, again, without their knowledge or their consent. 239 as of 1977. How many more have happened since without anybody knowing? Now let's fast forward to this November 2021 report from newscientist.com. mRNA vaccine against tick bites could help prevent Lyme disease. Problem reaction solution. Certainly that's an incentive for people to roll up their sleeve and get an mRNA? Isn't it? Could bird flu be weaponized also? Consider this breaking headline while you're pondering the question. From Forbes.com, U.S. reports first human case of contagious bird flu in Colorado. New from last week. It seems the fun never stops in the asylum, does it? More bad news, breaking headlines in a moment. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast. This is installment number 352, May 7th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations, known as... Geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political global alert news hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, Sacramento, San Diego, Sacramento, and again starting next week, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our voice and our reach to so many locations in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary titled The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. Please examine our ongoing legal action against the so-called fact checker that is responsible for triggering Facebook's censorship of the dimming documentary and all GeoengineeringWatch.org data as, quote, false news on Facebook because a single so-called scientist says so. He stated that he was, quote, 100% certain climate engineering was not occurring but didn't have a shred of data to back up his claims. The link to the full report? honor legal action against this so-called fact checker can be found on the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Also, if you want a sample of the history I have with this individual, Dr. Douglas McMartin from Cornell University in New York, search this title, Debating the Geoengineering Reality, Dane Wigington, Caltech Scientist. who used to work for Caltech. Douglas McMartin. Take a listen to this on-air debate that was conducted in, I believe, 2018 by New York radio station WBAI. And then ask yourself, how Facebook could possibly have accepted this individual as a, quote, independent fact checker? Moving on. Too much to cover, not enough time in this broadcast from InterestingEngineering.com. Oceans are facing a mass extinction event comparable to the, quote, great dying. From that report, a new study published in the journal Science has discovered that if humanity does not take action and global warming continues unabated, life on Earth's oceans could suffer a mass extinction. Let's stop there for a moment. Could suffer a mass extinction? We've already lost 90% or more of global pelagic fish populations, i.e. the food fish, bluefin tuna, down 98%. We have some 500 dead zones in the oceans already. They're dying by the day. Everything in our seas is dying. And they say a mass extinction could, may, might happen someday. Again, we live in an asylum. The report continues, a loss in biodiversity that could, there's a word again, surpass the planet's previous great extinctions. In some cases, it already has. According to the IPCC, that's the, for those who don't know, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, largest scientific panel ever assembled on any subject in human history the ipcc report released in april said the time is now or never quote global emissions must peak by 2025 they say in order to meet the paris agreement all this is a farce it's a smoke and mirrors farce nobody intends to cut anything all these climate conferences are about one thing forcing nations to go along with the behind the curtain climate engineering insanity and keeping business as usual until there's nothing left. That's what these conferences are about. And they say limiting temperatures to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Hey, newsflash. Frontline data shows that we're likely past three and a half degrees C right now. We're seeing temperatures falsified across the board to the downside, not the upside. It's far hotter already in this planet than we are being told. And as I went over in the beginning of this broadcast, climate engineering is conclusively further fueling that meltdown. This smoke and mirrors propaganda report then states emissions must fall forty-three percent by twenty thirty, and they say only then can there be hope. First, none of this is going to happen. On the current course, nobody will be here by 2030. That is the statistical mathematical likelihood if we remain in the current course. Sort of a complete course correction which starts it starts by stopping climate engineering. That is the first and most important leap we can make in the right direction if we can do that with our collective efforts. We have a chance of buying time, and that's worth fighting for. But in regard to hope, hope can never be lost if one knows one is doing what is right because it is right, not because you're guaranteed a happy ending, and that's the way society's been trained. Unless someone can give you a happy ending, don't even try. And how many people fit that category? How many messages I get from people who say, I don't want to hear it and don't tell me unless you can give me a cure. So if there's no magic cure... Don't even try. Don't do what's right because it's right. Only do it if you're guaranteed a Wizard of Oz happy ending. What kind of society is that? What kind of courage is that? It's not. It's cowardice. If even a small percentage of the population would resolve themselves to do what's right solely and completely because it's right and never to yield to the insanity, we could even now radically alter the equation we face. And no matter what the final outcome Do you want to take your last breath with unshakable courage and confidence, knowing you did all you could? Or with deep despair that comes with knowing you could have and should have done something, but didn't? It's up to each of us to choose. Another headline of deception from last week, multiple sources, quote, we must half our energy use to avoid climate catastrophe. It's according to New Modeling, they say. New Modeling from WHO. What sort of scientists come up with this? Climate catastrophe is here, and climate engineering is further fueling the process. The narratives are beginning to break down. The climate science community is still pretending that climate engineering is a final, last-ditch card we could, may, might play if things get bad enough. Newsflash. It's been ongoing for over 75 years, and cataclysm is already here. And it's going to get worse fast. From CNN and other sources, last week, Lake Powell officials face an impossible choice in the West's mega drought, water or electricity. From that report, the West's climate change-induced water crisis. And let's be clear on this. Single greatest drought-causing factor is climate engineering. It must rain more overall on a rapidly warming planet. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. If it's not raining more overall, there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering, the single greatest drought-inducing factor of all, by far not mentioned anywhere in any so-called science, anything. They say the water crisis is now triggering a potential energy crisis for millions of people in the Southwest who rely on the dam as a power source. The situation is critical, they say. If water levels at the lake were to drop another 32 feet, all hydroelectricity production will be halted at the reservoir's Glen Canyon Dam. Bob Martin, Deputy Power Manager for the Glen Canyon Dam, states, We're knocking on the door of Judgment Day. Judgment Day being when we don't have any water to give anybody. The climate crisis is forcing both federal and state governments to make tough choices and take drastic measures just to keep both power and water flowing to Americans in the Southwest. You want to know why it's not raining in the western U.S.? Please go to org and search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We can speculate, all of us can speculate, about the agendas and objectives that are being carried out. But the fact that climate engineering is cutting off the flow of precipitation to the western U.S. is absolutely indisputable. We can see it happening on satellite imagery. There is no question. There is no if. It's happening. For those that are new to this broadcast, if you want to see indisputable proof, of jet aircraft spraying dispersions into our skies, please go to the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and search the jet spraying section and look at the film footage, nozzles visible turning on and off. This is not condensation we're seeing in our skies. It's sprayed particulate dispersions that are part of climate engineering, solar radiation management operations. The weathermakers have allowed a bit of late season rain into the western U.S. after nearly a rainless winter. And though this rain won't help the already dead and dying forests, it will help the grass and brush to grow. And when that occurs, it will help wildfires to spread far more effectively. Is that a part of a climate engineering plan? Before you decide, before you make up your mind, please search and view this short video, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Better yet, search the entire Engineering Wildfires section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Next headline, wildfire smoke accelerates glacier melt, affects mountain runoff. Did they need a team of scientists to figure that out? That's not a really hard equation, is it? The dark smoke particles settle down on the formerly white glacier. Instead of reflecting the sun, it absorbs the sun, it gets warmer, it melts, and it runs off. How long would it take to figure that out? Is the same team of so-called scientists willing to look up at the sky and acknowledge the climate engineering elephant they see there? I think not. On the same theme of wildfires, AccuWeather's 2022 U.S. wildfire forecast, drought to spur another intense season. The report states a dry winter across the majority of the western U.S. has set up the region for an intense wildfire season. By May 3rd, 2022, wildfires had already burned over 1.1 million acres, more than twice the number. By that date, in 2021, already a catastrophic season. Senior meteorologist Paul Pastelock is AccuWeather's head long-range forecaster. Translation, senior scheduled weather script reader. Pastelock and his team are predicting an above-normal wildfire season in 2022, with early season predictions pointing to 72,000 fires. In Northern California, the threat of significant wildfires is expected to rise in July, possibly in the form of a thunderstorm complex or two, targeting areas near and north of San Francisco Bay Region and points north from there. Isn't it amazing? They already know what's coming, when the thunderstorms will hit. Such is the benefit of being given a script that is produced by weapons industry contractors, Raytheon, and Lockheed Martin, two of the top climate engineering contractors that do all the weather modeling for the National Weather Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the nation's so-called weather personnel that actually have an illegal federal gag order on them. How many know that? The central bankers run the entire matrix, and even now, the majority of populations remain willfully oblivious, just the way the power structure cartels want. For ABC News, this, here's what's causing dire drought in the West. And here's their reason. Research shows, they say, that 58% of this drought can be explained by natural cycles like La Nina. What a blatant, glaring lie. And the only way you get that kind of a lie from a so-called scientist is you pay him to say whatever you want him to say. Because to be clear... There can be no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging the climate engineering operations, operations that are global, that have completely derailed all natural climate cycles and systems. Thus, nothing, nothing can be considered natural at this point. Nothing. On that note, how consistently crop production is being crushed by all forms of weather chaos, Another headline, same theme. Clusters of weather extremes will increase risks to corn crops and society. The report states by the year 2100, what a complete farce. It's, it's now. It's here. But so many that still can find some food on the shelves think, oh, good, it's a, it's a lot of years away. I don't have to worry. It couldn't be further from the truth. That's just an attempt to pacify populations until the moment of impact, which draws very near at this point. They say increases in heat waves, drought, and excessive rainfall combined will double the risk of climate-related failures of corn harvests in at least three of the world's six major corn growing regions. This is it's total, complete disinformation. That's what this is. And not just in regard to the ridiculous timeframes mentioned, but also in regard to the full array of factors that are killing crops. Highly toxic climate engineering fallout is contaminating soils waters and root systems around the world. Climate engineering is completely disrupting rain cycles. It's destroying the ozone layer. Climate engineering components like ionosphere heaters are used to create high-pressure heat domes in the atmosphere. It's not science fiction. It's science fact. And for those that don't know it, photosynthesis stops at 104 degrees Fahrenheit. It slows down up to that point, stops completely at that point. On the subject of ionosphere heaters, remember India's wheat crop that was just fried? By a record shattering heat of over 120 degrees Fahrenheit? Not somewhere off in the distant future, now. And for the record, the heat occurred under a high pressure heat dome. What a surprise. Next headline from multiple sources water scarcity predicted to worsen in more than 80% of croplands globally this century. Again, they state this century. Look at the mathematical trajectories. That's what I'm asking people to do. We face the zero hour for no functional wildlife populations. In 2026, we've lost 80 to 90% of Earth's insect populations, including the pollinators, right now, today. Arable land that can produce food for humans is being decimated around the globe. Soils are literally blowing away, drying up and blowing away. Climate engineering, again, a core part of this entire equation. And these so-called scientists pretend that it's 75 years out still. There's no honor. There's so little honor in academia at this point. Institutions are bought and paid for by those who print the money. That is the fact of the matter. They're institutions of indoctrination, nothing less. And the sought-after degrees by so many are nothing but certificates of that indoctrination. Next headline from the UK Guardian, quote, We are living in hell. Pakistan and India suffer extreme spring heat waves. For that report, unprecedented April record heat has led to critical water and electricity shortages. It's not just food, it's water and electricity. The walls are closing in. You can quote me on that. It's coming to a location near you soon. Wait and see. Now let's add this from the Hindustan Times. Surface temperature tops 60 degrees C in parts of North India, satellite images show. The land surface temperatures collected on April 29th shows max value exceeding 62 degrees C. That's 143 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, that's an LST temperature, which is a land surface temperature. That's not an ambient temperature, but still. These people are frying, and it's only April. And all the while, the climate engineers are whipping up toxic, chemical, ice nucleation, winter weather, snowstorms in the U.S., The country with the biggest military, bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined, no surprise, they can keep their population toxically cooled down. But the engineered winter won't last. New Mexico and Arizona facing a dangerous early fire season. That's another headline. And this, new from the Farmers' Almanac, Summer Forecast 2022, sizzling summer ahead. The Almanac states that the U.S. West will be, quote, scorching with no rain, end quote. The rest of the US, various versions of not nearly as bad. Well, if the Almanac says it, it must be just nature cutting off all the rain to the western US, right? What a twisted world we live in. The controllers own and manipulate all major sources of media which they use to cover the tracks of the climate engineers and the rest of their crimes. Try not to inhale as the blizzard of highly toxic climate engineering elements floats down through the air column. If you've never done the flashlight... Test that I've mentioned on many broadcasts. Take a dark, still night with no light pollution around you after heavy aerosol spraying and the hazy air that's so often now at the surface level that people take for granted. Take a very bright flashlight, the brightest you can find, shine it up at the sky and look up through that beam, and you will be absolutely shocked. It looks like it's a blizzard, it looks like it's snowing. And these particles are highly toxic aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers. And we're not guessing. This is from lab tests, and on that note, some very shocking lab tests. We hope this goes at GeoengineWatch.org soon. We're still tabulating the data. Stay tuned for that. Next headline, bird populations in eastern Canada declining due to forest, quote, degradation, research shows. Again, that's another not-so-hard-to-figure-out equation. Less habitat, less birds. And the climate engineering fallout, also a factor, along with constant RF, that's Radio Frequency Microwave Transmissions, for communications and climate engineering, also a factor. And about habitat, keep this in mind always. No habitat, no humans. Another simple equation. Next headline, imported deforestation, how Europe contributes to tree loss worldwide. This simply means that whatever they pretend to be doing to protect the environment, they're paying other poor countries to loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute their environments. It's all smoke and mirrors. I often watch mountain biking videos with my son. And in so many cases, the trees that can be seen in these videos look from bad to worse. How many take notice? Certainly not enough. Related new report, the problem of agriculture-related deforestation. Yes, when you cut down the forest to grow grain for livestock... Or anything else. That's a problem. A problem we're about to face the consequences of. And there are countless forms of human activity that are decimating the planet. But the single most destructive of all, the biggest hole in the bottom of the boat, if you will, is the ongoing climate intervention insanity. Contamination in the air and rain is also killing our forests, soils, and waters. All are being, in essence, sterilized. A major part of this contamination, again, is from climate engineering fallout. Polymer microfibers are a component of climate engineering operations as well. On that note, this headline from multiple sources, Microplastics are in our bodies. How much do they harm us? Question mark. Then they say the science is unsettled, but researchers say there is cause for concern. Just cause for concern when we find microplastics in our blood and our organs? It's just a cause for concern? We're inhaling these toxins with every breath we take, literally, and it's just a cause for concern for the so-called science community. And as I stated on many broadcasts about the so-called public protection agencies, they exist to hide threats from the population, not to disclose them. I know this firsthand from closed-door meetings in Reading Environmental Waste in Northern California, EPA in Sacramento, Governor Gavin Newsom at the Capitol, the Energy Department, CARB, California Air Resources Board. This is how the entire system is conducted. Next headline, rewind to the following science report from January of this year. Plastic snowfall in the Alps. It's ubiquitous now everywhere. Polymer fibers, part of climate engineering. Yes, plastic trash in the environment degrading and dispersing. No question, but that is Not the only factor in this equation. Next headline, same subject. Nanoplastic particles love company. Researchers analyze polyethylene degradation in the environment. The report states that's how nanoplastics can enter the food chain. They say researchers have also discovered that the degradation and decomposition of polyethylene also leads to the formation of peroxides. Peroxides have long been suspected of being cytotoxic, meaning that they have a toxic effect on living cells. Gee, that could be a cause for concern, couldn't it? Question, how many so-called scientists know this, and how much of the population would rather not know it? They don't want anybody to tell them. They want to stay in their ignorant bliss, and that's what brought us to this dark corner, and that must change. It must change. Next headline, same theme. Air pollution causes 7 million premature deaths every year. That's from the World Health Organization. That figure is grossly inadequate. Just like COPD is being underreported, the actual figures in the case of mortality is far, far higher. For some wider horizon perspective, let's rewind to this report from April 15th of 2020. Earth's atmosphere far dustier than previously believed. And they say fine dusts tend to cool because it scatters sunlight. Exactly what the NASA report I covered earlier in this article says isn't the case. Temporary cooling at the cost of a worsened overall warming, exactly as Geoenginewatch.org has stated for so many years. They further state when the dust ends up in oceans, it may stimulate the production of ocean ecosystems. That's called ocean iron fertilization. That's exactly what they're doing over the oceans. They're pretending here it's just some natural phenomenon. Nothing to do with those jets you see spraying above your head every day. And that's causing the oceans to die faster too, which I covered earlier in this broadcast, And then they state, due to the way this dust interacts with the sun's energy and clouds, it can also have a major impact on the timing of precipitation as well as how much or how little rain falls. Well, where have I heard that before? Next report, by the way, Middle Eastern countries that the U.S. targeted immediately after 9-11 continue to suffer weather-weirding woes. This headline, a dangerous dust storm in Iraq created apocalyptic scenes and sent many to local hospitals. I wonder what else was in that dust. And we have film footage of climate engineering aircraft spraying over dust storms, spraying over wildfire smoke canopies. This is not about climate engineering. There's much, much more to this. Moving on, while India, parts of India, frying under land surface temperatures of up to 143 degrees, 15 inches of snow makes Nebraska look like the middle of winter and early May. That's the headline. Portions of the interstate were shut down and numerous traffic accidents were reported. That's from the surfactant-soaked snow. Surfactants, also a part of the chemical ice nucleating mix, makes this snow incredibly slick. And now, listen to this from the report. While it snowed on Monday, temperatures a few days earlier were in the 90s. Think about that. Next headline, climate change is pushing toxic chemicals into drinking wells, a.k.a. climate engineering fallout. Plug that into that headline, and you'll get a much more correct conclusion. More headlines on the cutting off of water to the West from phys.org. Idaho water officials issue emergency drought declaration for majority of state. From the LA Times, quote, can you get by on just 80 gallons of water a day? Question mark. That's what's happening. To survive drought Parts of Southern California must cut water use by 35%. The new limit, 80 gallons a day. Next headline, very bad timing. Late season rainfall turns 90% of local strawberry crop to mush, drought, or deluge. Each doing their part to crush crops. From the New York Times, warmer oceans threaten another California forest, this one underwater. It's not threatening. I spent so much of my life under the surface of the sea, off the coast of California. California in the channel islands you can see there's an in at the end of the dimming documentary i document some of this the kelp forests are almost completely gone 95% gone how is that just threatening something it's already collapsed the ecosystem around the south end of australia which is exponentially larger than the barrier reef the kelp forests of southern australia 95% gone oceans are done they're done if the oceans die we die If we don't stop what's happening in our skies and the effect it's having on the entire web of life in every conceivable way, we have no chance for even short-term survival. Forgive me if I blazed through a few last-minute headlines before I run out of time in this broadcast. Indian forest loss worse than fear due to climate change. Climate engineering should be a part of that headline. More recent headlines, Louisiana, new climate refugees as water closes in. France, wine regions scramble as heat threatens grapes. South Africa, over 400 dead in, quote, unprecedented flooding. Iceland, landmass rising as huge glaciers melt away. That's called glacial rebound. The land pops up out of the ocean, further exacerbating sea level rise. Next headline, Bering Sea, warming ocean threatens crab fisheries. Next headline, Australia, the relentless onslaught of the new normal. Weather catastrophe in many forms there down under. Next headline, Siberia, Alaska. Methane permafrost thaw reshapes the Arctic. It's also covering our planet like a layer of glass. Methane, 120 times more potent than CO2 as a greenhouse gas. Climate engineering making it worse, not better. Syria, lethal drought continues into third decade. The poles, insane temperatures at both poles. Insane high temperatures, up to 90 degrees above normal in the case of Antarctica. Argentina, wildfires and... Serial heat waves over and over and over. Great Barrier Reef, new mass bleaching. Great Barrier Reef is all but done. Brazil, mass rainforest ecocide. India, record deadly heat begins the year. In the Sahara, it's moving south to claim central Africa, expanding. Indonesia, Papua's last glacier almost gone. That's New Guinea. American West mega-drought threatens water supplies. Gulf Stream, the AMOC current, continues to slow. Afghanistan, 5 million children at risk of starvation as crops fail in historic drought. It goes on and on and on. So now the question is, how are we to respond to this tidal wave looming over our collective heads? Consider these words of wisdom from the Stoic philosopher Seneca. Misfortune is virtue's opportunity. Every difficulty in life presents us with an opportunity to turn inward and to invoke our inner resources. The trials we endure can and should introduce us to our strengths. The prudent look beyond the incident or circumstance itself and seek to form the habit of putting their struggle to good use. And a final slice of Stoic wisdom from Epictetus. You possess strengths you don't yet realize you have. Find them and use them. Again, all must ask ourselves, what will we do with the time we have been given? Will we summon the courage to face the gathering storm head on or tuck tail and flee from what we fear? Each of us, all of us, must make this choice. But know this, if we were to stand together without yielding to the rising seas of insanity, we could yet accomplish profound good even now. Our will can never be taken, only abandoned. And this we must never do. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details on how to move this fight forward. Please make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.